Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. This is 2022, our very first episode of season three. And today I'm so excited to have Mansi Agravab with me all the way from Nepal. I am ecstatic. Now, Mansi is an international motivational and TEDx speaker, helping audiences transform their lives. She is a corporate trainer with proven results and a distinguished Toastmaster. She's also a communications coach for high performers. Mansi, thank you so much for being with me today on this very first episode of 2022. Thank you so much, Enrique. This is like completely something that I consider an honor. And I'm so delighted that we actually made this happen. Thank you so much for being not just this very persistent person. We've been having these conversations for a while. But thank you so much for being so gracious and just inviting me here. It makes me really happy that I get a chance to share this conversation with you. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. And it is my honor to have you. Now, folks, we're going to be talking about leadership and transformation. But before we get into that, Manti, can you tell us just a little bit about you and what you're doing? Okay, great. So I'm Mansi. I'm based in Nepal currently, and I am a communications coach. So I work with a lot of different people. I help people like representatives into the Miss Universe. So the Miss Nepals who go for Miss Universe, I coach them. I help them understand their stories, help them look at their stories from a different vantage point, help them communicate better on stage. I work with a lot of directors and CEOs and chairmen of different organizations, helping them understand their stories, their narratives, and share it with the world at large. So this could be via a TED platform, a TEDx platform, via whatever other platforms that they have. I also work with a lot of organizations, both within Nepal and outside, and I help them understand, let's say, how to pitch ideas, how to deal better with customers, how to actually share their stories, how to make presentations, how to appear for interviews and media interviews. So I work a lot in this space, and what really excites me a lot is very often I have organizations asking me to make speeches in front of their teams to help them transform the way they think and that really gives me a lot of joy so all in all what I like to say is I help people understand both the words they consume as well as the words they talk to themselves with and the words they give out to the world so I help people in all of these directions with words I love it and you know when I first chose you to open up the season is it was with reason now, you say you transform lives through the power of words, and many leaders don't understand that power. Right. And I, I, I love the way that you develop folks to the point where they can understand that piece. And so we're going to be talking about that leadership and transformation. But from the word standpoint, folks, it is critical for you to understand as a leader that your words matter. 
not only do they matter for you, they matter for the person you land them on. And that's typically what happens when people receive some words that are not pleasing. It lands on them like a ton of bricks. So, Mancy, today, can you tell me, in, in terms of the leaders that you've worked with, what is the greatest challenge to get them to the sense of awareness of the power of their words? You know, very often I feel that people, people don't understand the importance of a communications coach, right? Most people think, eh, you know what, I'm 36 years old. I've been speaking for the last 36 years. Clearly, I know how to do this. And I understand that while you have been speaking, but you haven't been very conscious about the way you're using the power of your words. And I truly believe that words have power. Words may not be tangible, yet the power that they have over your subconscious mind is extremely tangible. So people are like, eh, why do I need a coach? I know my story. I can say my story. Well, what I help them understand is I help them understand their stories from another person's perspective, from a different vantage point. I also help them understand the stories from their own lives that might be most interesting, that most be more, that might be most impactful, that might be most inspiring. I help them share these stories with the world. And as they do so, I'm also very conscious about the kind of words they use to share these stories. Because, you know, the same story could have two completely different meanings based on the words you use, as well as the tone, as well as the way you say the words, as well as your body language. So I truly help people in a 360 degree kind of a way to firstly understand their stories, to understand where they come from, to understand the negative sort of communication patterns that they've built, to understand the tone, the meaning, the hidden meaning, the subconscious meaning behind the words they use, and then to share these words with impact. Let me give you a quick example. A few weeks ago, my husband had gone to his favorite cafe. And, you know, as soon as he walked into the cafe, he got a phone call from his office. Something had to be dealt with immediately and he had to leave. So my husband, without ordering anything, he just had a glass of water and he quickly ran out of there and he went to attend to this, this business at office. And um, immediately, as soon as he runs out, he gets a message from the owner of the cafe, who's also become a very close friend over the last few years. And the message says, you do not come to my cafe. And my husband was like, what? That's really rude. You know, I've been coming to this cafe for the last eight years, nine years. And on the one occasion that I actually go in and I don't really make an order, he tells me, you do not come to my cafe. And this man is French, so whatever we thought okay maybe whatever it is that's what it is but my husband was really upset for two hours two hours later he calls him up and he's like Antoine what happened you you were really rude why did you say you do not come to my cafe he said no 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 brother I was asking you you do not come to my cafe when you come when you come you do not come I wait for you so basically what we understood was that the tone and the way you say your words is also equally important and I help people understand all three you know the way you think about your stories the way you share your stories in terms of the words you use as well as the tone you use and the biggest problem I find is that people feel they don't need help people feel they already got this up their sleeve people feel they already know how to communicate because they think they've been doing it for a while well they might not be doing it right and that's really where that sensitization is required I, I love how you mentioned earlier vantage point because we seldom try to see it from another person's perspective in terms of how we speak. There was an exercise that I had with my family and I had asked them, 
what do you think I need to develop in yada, yada year, right? And amazingly, they all said the same thing, but I would have never guessed that. And it was a vantage point perspective, that that benefit of having someone else's vision and perspective in mind when you speak. It means that you're calculated in what you're going to say, because you already know how that speech, how that sentence, how those words are going to be perceived. That story is perfect. And especially in technology, we see that going astray so fast. And in many times, and many times it's that interpretation, right? Mm -hmm. That vantage point had the person said, whoa, let me read this to myself. (laughs) They probably wouldn't have said it. Exactly, exactly. And you know, when I talk about vantage point, uh, here's the other strange thing that I've noticed. So I have a show on a TV channel in Nepal. This is a national television channel called uh, News 24. And my show is called If I Had Not Failed, right? So this show is where I interview some of the most successful people in the country. And trust me, I'm talking about superstars. I'm talking about, about politicians in the national level politics. I'm talking about business owners. I'm talking about the richest people in the country. I'm talking about actors. I'm talking about sports people, all sorts of people. And often when I have these conversations with them, I understand that they have no sense of the vantage point of an outsider because to them, their life looks extremely normal. So I had a cardiac surgeon walk into my interview one day and he's like, I was like, sir, um, how was your day? He's like, yeah, nothing. I just uh, had eight operations today. And I'm like, you've actually operated and saved eight lives. And it seems like nothing to you. And I was like, how did you do that? This is 3 p.m. and you've already done eight of these operations. He's like, yeah, but you know, I've been doing it for 30 years. Every day I just learn a bit. And I'm like, that's fabulous. But do you understand that to an outsider, this is so exciting. And the fact that, you know, he's had a lot of ups and downs in his career. And to him, it seems like a blip. To him, it seems extremely normal. But to a person from a different vantage point, the story is not only exciting, but the story is worth listening to. And my job as an interviewer is to try and weed out and pull out all these fabulous stories from my vantage point, from a spectator's vantage point. And that, again, is something that I find extremely exciting, you know, not just how things are being perceived, but what is being shared. Because often in our own lives, we find our lives extremely ordinary and boring and very nondescript. But you need to have another person's vantage point to find out also what is beautiful and exciting and insightful about somebody else's story. So that, again, is something that I love to think about very often. Well, let me tell you, as a spectator of your work, because there was this one interview that I saw you had with a a female guest. She okay. was rescued from the trafficking uh, world, and now she has her own rescue, right? I was just so blown away at her normality of what she does. It was, I, I just said, does she even understand what she is doing? You know, and and right now, just thinking about that episode gives me chills because I, as an outsider, I could appreciate what she's doing, 
because every time I go into a Walmart here in the United States, I see a wall with a plethora of missing children and missing people. And she is basically taking one of those pictures down one at a time. And it was so heartwarming to see, but it was normal. Exactly. In her head, you know, in her head. Now, let me tell you a bit about her. She's a CNN hero as well. Her name is Anuradha Koirala. She wasn't actually safe from trafficking herself, but she had she had a disturbed sort of a private life, which is why she got into this and she got into helping people through through whatever means that she knew at that point. And she is the most phenomenal woman with absolutely no idea of how phenomenal she is, you know? And I find that extremely absurd because I was with her. I spent the entire day that day, I remember, when I, before I was interviewing her, I went to her center where she keeps all these rescued children. And we had children, like there are, there are these ladies who've been rescued, who were pregnant when they were rescued, who gave birth at her center because of like the exploitation and the abuse. They were pregnant and they came in here and they gave birth. So there are children children and there are old ladies and she's just walking about asking people okay did you eat today did you have enough rice are you going to be doing this tomorrow okay I want you to go and wear a red sweater right now you're not looking nice in this and she's just having these little conversations she knows everybody by name and she thinks she's doing absolutely nothing important she thinks she's just like doing her own thing and to me I was in awe of her and I was looking at it from my vantage point and I'm like oh my god I get to sit in the same space breathe the same oxygen as this woman she's phenomenal and she has no idea that she's phenomenal and that's what's crazy you know my vantage point was completely different I was in awe I didn't really know what to say beyond a point and she's just doing her thing and she in fact that day it was so hot that I was there and I was feeling really sick so she gets an apple she's she slices it she's like okay this is for you do you want to have some tea shall I make you tea I'm like no you don't have to you know you feel intimidated right because she's just this loving this source of energy and sharing and it was amazing and my vantage point was completely different from hers she thought she was just doing her thing and I was in awe of her completely I'm so glad you remember that really yeah and uh, it, it was just impactful right and that's what leaders that are truly leading don't understand and to their credit it does become a normal thing because it is a normal thing you know, true leaders do things normally because it is who they are. They don't have to force things upon themselves or lie about what they're about to do, you know, with a mask, because it is what they are. And so talking about leaders and who they are, I want to dive into two aspects of normality and vantage point, because I love how those two things have come up uh, you know, several times in this conversation, but it brings us to the leadership conversation. And I want to cover both good and bad because there are good and bad in leadership. So normality and vantage point from a person that's a stellar leader, a, a true leader, how I would refer to them, because it is in their nature to do the things that we desire leaders to do. Why are leaders in that capacity just so oblivious of the impact <laughs> of the impact that they have. Um, and I know it's just in their nature, so they don't see too much value. But how can I get to the point where I can see 
what other people see? Oh my God, that's a fabulous question. Oh my God, I'm just so pleased about this question right now. You know, leaders, let me take it in two parts, right? Let me try and understand this in two parts. Uh, leaders, I think the reason they're so oblivious to what they do, of course, is very normal for them. I mean, to do eight heart surgeries might be nothing for, for this cardiac surgeon. You're like, yeah, it's the same day lives. You know, it's not a big deal. This is what I do. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so cool. And you just don't know this at all, do you? So, you know, number one, I think is, of course, the fact that they're so used to doing what they do. Number two, the imposter syndrome. You will not believe, Enrique, how often these people tell me, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't really know much and all these people are going to figure this out. And I'm like, oh my God. And generally they say this off camera and some of the most phenomenal, inspiring people I've spoken to always have this imposter syndrome. They're like, oh my God, you know what? I'm not really worth much. One day these guys are going to find out. So that's the other thing. But you know, how do leaders actually become sensitive to the impact that they're creating? I think uh, two things really help. One, and I find this extremely effective for myself as well. I have a very close circuit of friends. And these are friends and these are confidants and these are people that I trust. These are people that I would call up at three in the morning if I was in some kind of trouble. And I very frequently have conversations with them. So these are not the kind of people we go for dinners with and we don't party together. These are not those friends at all. These are, you know, handpicked, cherry-picked people in my life from my younger brother to a friend of mine who I mentored many years ago, who I trust a lot now. So I've got a lot of different people in my life, say five or six of them. And I have very genuine conversations with them about where they think I'm going wrong. And like you said, you spoke to your family and you asked them how you wanted to develop or groom yourself in a particular year. I have very serious conversations with them. And as a human being, they're like really like my mirror. You know, they're showing me where I'm going wrong. They're showing me where I'm doing well and what I need to work on. So very often I tell them, okay, for the next one hour, and we did this a few weeks ago, for the next one hour, I want you to deal with me like this. And these are the questions I want you to ask me. Because really, I'm the coach here, right? So I'm the one that knows the questions. I just don't know how to ask those questions to myself. So very often, I'm like, okay, this is what you're going to do with me for the next one hour. And then I'm going to replicate the same for you. And let's try and see what we can learn about ourselves. So a lot of times, I find that my own stories and my own experiences are much better from another person's vantage point. So I do have these people that I trust a lot. And these people who sort of keep on giving me feedback that helps me understand what I'm doing with my life. And I find that a lot of leaders I speak to have a similar group or sometimes expect me as their communications coach to be that perspective provider, to give them that story from the other vantage point. So both cases I see are extremely relevant. And the other thing, of course, I think the one vantage point that really helps these days is social media. You know, call it what you may, but social media, again, gives you a very different perspective. And of course, it's a tool. You use it for the positive, for the negative, whatever it is. I like to think of it as a positive feedback mechanism for me. So let's say I have a lot of people and, you know, people are extremely active on social media. On my Facebook page, I've got 94,000 people follower following me, which means that a lot of these people will generally write in a message like, hey, I love that video, but your hairstyle wasn't nice. 
you know, people put in all these comments and I love that. I love that. Let them talk about anything. It doesn't matter. But the point is I'm getting sort of this real time feedback and I'm getting another person's perspective on what I'm doing. And I think that is an invaluable tool to help me as a content creator, as a speaker, understand what people expect out of me. So when I talk, for example, about, okay, I made a video on, uh, you know, how to communicate better in public and people were like, yeah, that video was really good. But this question wasn't answered immediately. That gives me an idea of the other person's vantage point where I might have missed out on something that I assumed was very easy to understand. Or I assumed was self-explanatory, but that vantage point really helps me understand where I'm making a mistake. And then I create content on that. So, you know, very often I think that social media gives me a great idea of the world's vantage point but for me as a person internally my vantage point is like this close group of people including my mom sometimes not so much anymore because these days we disagree a lot I guess it's that age thing and I think I'm finally becoming a teenager in this you know my mom told me the other day she's like oh my god we're having all these teenager kind of fights with you now and I'm like yeah you know so so I feel that like with my mom I'm having this generation gap right now but like for example a couple of friends I have a couple of people I trust from work uh, a couple of people that I've met through work I really trust their opinion and they sort of become my feedback mechanism and the mirror that I need to see very often. I love that feedback mechanism that you have because we seldom go that route. I don't know if it's because of fear of hearing some of the things, but I also enjoy hearing a perspective that I may have missed, especially as a leader the 360 degree feedback process that they have in corporate world are usually they, they don't like it, but I love it. If it's truly done the way it's supposed to be, it is a great mechanism to adjust and maybe speed up some things that you may be missing because you don't have that vantage point. And so I love that you have that in your life and it truly is a, testament of good leadership if you do involve others in your development or in your journey as a leader. So, you know, folks, we're talking about leadership and transformation, how we can use words, how, how we can use vantage points, uh, relationship to develop us. And I think it's a foundational thing. When we talk about words, as you're growing up, and you're developing as a baby, that first word, it's almost like New Year <laughs> for <laughs> most parents. They said so-and-so, right? Somebody may be upset because they didn't say them, mama, dada, you know, however it goes. Um, so there's going to be somebody hurt. But that first word is such a celebratory moment for the life of a human. And oftentimes, we forget that we forget that emotion when we speak, you know, what it really brings and what that first word does to a parent is just elation. We are just overjoyed that our child met this milestone that we think is, is the, is the pinnacle of vocal communication of verbal communication. And yet we grow up and some people stay on a good track and some people sway to the wrong track. 
in use of communication and words in a way that is not effective and conducive to growth. And we see it prevail oftentimes in leadership. So as far as, you know, having a vantage point and a touch point with folks and people that are in your team, sometimes words can get, can go astray. And as a leader, the same power that you use to bring somebody up, you could use to bring somebody down. So how have you seen that be a challenge in your coaching of communication uh, with the leaders? You know, very often, um, and this has not come up very, very often when I'm doing one-on-one coaching sessions. This comes up a lot more frequently when I'm working with organizations, right? And when I'm working with a huge team. And generally, people are going to wait for somebody to walk out of the room and they're going to be like, but man, you know, um, like we have a big problem, you know, uh, X, Y, Z. They really like make us feel bad and we don't feel good about what we do. And I'm like, what do you mean? Ma'am, you know, the other day I was working till 9.30 in the night. Nothing. Nobody noticed. No one cares. And I feel like I don't matter. And for people, when they come into, let's say I walk into an organization, what do I care about? Of course, I care about what I'm going to get at the end of the month. And I care about that because that's going to feed me and keep me happy and, you know, have a roof over my head. But the point is, ultimately, people love to feel valued as a leader. If you can make your team feel valued, if you can make the people around you feel valued, you're doing a great job. So a lot of times what I find is that leaders are unable to sort of showcase and to tell the other person that they're genuinely valued. And that makes a huge difference. On the other hand, sometimes because the world we live in, sometimes things are out of our control. You know, we know about this, right? This meeting was supposed to happen a few hours ago, couldn't happen and all of that. So what happens is because of the pace of the world, I feel sometimes people let go of, of, you know, their logic and their logical thinking takes a backseat and the emotions come into the forefront. And the moment that happens, you have, there's a huge disconnect in the way you speak with people. And the, the disconnect would generally show up in using the wrong words, using the wrong tone of voice, um, not forgetting to uh, put a question mark, why you not come to my cafe, right? So not forgetting to do things like that. And that completely changes the way your message is perceived. At these points, I always tell people, and I always speak to whoever I'm speaking to, I tell them, there are two things you need to do. Number one, understand exactly how criticism is accepted by the other person. So let's say there is something for which you need to criticize the opposite party. There has to be a set method of doing it. So I put in a lot of time in helping leaders understand exactly what the criticism mechanism or constructive criticism sort of stepwise plan would be. And number two, I also help them understand the the fact that they need to detach from the emotions and think about this in a long-term way. Because the moment you sort of think about it in the moment, the moment you think about it and you let your emotions sort of take over, you will not be able to deal with the situation in the way you need to. So I almost tell them to have like this Zen Buddhist kind of way of looking at things, wherein you need to detach yourself from the situation, look at it from another vantage point, from a third person's point of view. And the moment 
you have that, you're in a better situation to be able to deal with it. You become calm automatically. And that really allows you to then use this stepwise constructive criticism sort of format to run that format, then to be able to bring the best out of that conversation. So leaders, it's not just so much about the words. It's not so much about the tone. It's also about the mindset. It's also about how you think as you speak, how you feel. It's also about the emotion set, the heart set. How exactly do you feel at that point? Because all of these things really change the perspective, really change the, the style of communication. So this detachment yet attachment to what's going to happen in the long run, you know, this sort of compartmentalization of emotion. I think that's extremely important when you are dealing with people in your team. And when you are giving constructive criticism, I generally say there's a five-step method. It has to be done in a particular way. And as a leader, you need to be able to understand that method. You need to be able to master the method and you need to be able to do it over and over in a very detached yet attached manner. So, yeah. And, and I love that. Uh, giving yourself space will allow you to not lose any ground in your conversation. And sometimes you do need to detach in order to think clearly about Absolutely. how you're going to present this thing in a way where it's constructive, where, in a way where it's productive, in a way where no one loses out. And maybe... As a leader, maybe you need to lose out sometimes in order to give Absolutely. way for that person to grow. Uh, there was a question that I answered this week, and it was, if you were giving a, given a present or could be given a present, what would that be? And I a said, present? a present, yes. Okay. I said, and I said, grace. Mm -hmm. If I could have grace or be given grace, as a person in an organization that will do so much good because you're allowed a, a opportunity to maybe not make a mistake because I'm not one that pro pro proposes that go ahead and make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. That's Absolutely. gonna happen. So right. I'm not giving you liberty to do something that you're already gonna do. What right. I'm telling you in the event that mm -hmm. that happens, I'm already supplying grace. Right. What that grace is going to do is going to open doors for you to make that mistake without fear of repercussion. Right. You know, unless, you know, sometimes the repercussion might be too, you know, too heavy because of, right. the, of what was done. But if I can get grace or be given grace, it will right. do a lot of good to me. That's a beautiful thought. Oh, my God. This is amazing. You know, I'll tell you, Enrique, one of my favorite thing about conversations and conversations with different people, you know, I think one of the reasons I'm a coach and I'm a trainer is because I love conversations. I just love that. This is the easiest way to grow for me. I love reading, yes, but conversations are more tactile, you know. I, I mean, I see you and I can hear what you think, right? And that's just beautiful. And I love having conversations with people I don't know. As in, we've just connected over the internet, but it's not like we're in the same room, same, same country, same geography, nothing. Different cultures, different backgrounds. And I love when people 
had these insights and when they share this with me because i think about it and i think i'm going to be thinking about this and i think the question i'm going to ask myself at the eve of this this new year and all of this is what present would i like to be given and that's that's a great question actually wow thank you for that you're most welcome i tell you i'm not going to take credit for it because it was a question i was answering but it's a good one to pass on and uh it would be wonderful if you could answer that and for those listening that may be one question you do want to ask yourself as we are starting this new year i tell you transformation as a leader is something that happens little by little you don't want to speed up the process right a caterpillar goes into a cocoon if it tries opening that cocoon the next day it's going to be a caterpillar right so <laughs> you want to Go through the process of transformation, but leaders, listen to me very clearly. Your communication, if there's anything at the top of your list for transformation in 2022 as a leader, should be your communication. How you express yourself, how you communicate with someone else, and even more importantly, how you communicate to yourself to yourself and i'm telling you Nancy, i i've seen uh your work i am so thrilled that we had this conversation today and it's the catalyst this is the foundational platform where all the leaders for this year will be listening to uh and going from and i'm so thankful that you shared this platform with me today specifically on communication and how it can transform the leader's lives. If there was one thing you would like to tell all the listeners to go on from this day throughout the entire year in transformation, what would that be? Oh, that's a great question. And actually, I do have a decent answer to that. So I'm going to take it right away. So here's the point, you know, when you talk about transformational leadership and you talk about growth and we talk about change, uh, I'm reminded of two things. And one of them is that um, that was this sort of mathematical formula, okay? And I'm nobody to talk about math at all. I failed in grade 11. But the point is there's a, there's a mathematical formula which talks about incremental change. And while I could write the formula because I mugged it up, while I could write the formula and show it to you, I would also like to tell you what it is. If every day over the next one year, you grow by 1%, that is 1.01, that's 1% better. And you compound it by 365 to denote the 365 days of the year. At the end of the year, you will be 37.8, which means 37.8 times better than what you are today, right? On the other hand, every day, if you became 1% worse, so instead of 1.01, if you were 0.99, and then you kept on compounding it by 365, you would be 0.03 of what you are today. That's 3% of what you are today. And this really, this formula really blew my mind because just the fact that tiny incremental steps can completely transform your life, whether it is the way you communicate, whether it is the way you excel in whatever it is that you do, whether it is in the way you speak to yourself, speak to other people, communicate with your team, whatever it is, this formula completely blew my mind. And this is something that I want everyone to remember going ahead into the year. 
because no great change is possible in one day. Nobody, absolutely nobody does that. You know, last year I made this video, it went viral. Suddenly, uh, the next morning I wake up and hooray, there's 28 camera crews on my terrace waiting to take my interview. And this was a crazy moment for me. And one of my friends called up and he's like, hey, congratulations, Mansi, on becoming an overnight success after 13 years of hard work. I said, thank you. Thank you for understanding that because until yesterday, nobody cared about me. And suddenly this one viral video and I've got 28 camera crews on my terrace willing to take my videos, taking my interviews and all of that. But the power of incremental growth really is something that I want everyone to think about. And the other thing, and this is my favorite quotation, and I want to leave everyone with this thought is... You know, this is the shortest quote in the world and I've written it here. It's on my wall and it's everywhere. And it's my screensaver on my computer. And this quote is, alchemy is real. You know, alchemy is, is, is a pseudoscience. Today, you don't consider it a science because we believe that you can't really touch things and make them into gold. But I beg to differ because I genuinely believe it is possible to convert yourself into gold. It is possible to transform no matter who you are today. If me, I've gone through depression twice in my life. I've had all sorts of health problems. I came into a country I couldn't speak the language of. I got married into a house I could not speak the language they spoke at home. I had no friends, no hope for a future, could not graduate. I had so many things against me. Absolutely everything was going against me. Yet, if today I can have this conversation with you, if I still have the courage to have this conversation with you, if I manage to break out of that shell and have this conversation, it shows me that anything is possible and alchemy is real. And if I can convert myself, if I can transform into a better version of myself, anyone can. And I think that's the thought I would like to leave people with. Alchemy is real. You can change. You can be who you want to be. And there's no doubt in that at all. Uh, well, I tell you that uh, there's a reason why I picked you to start the year off. I, I heard and I saw the story uh, you sharing about your transformation and that you can not only get there, but also bring others to that same point is just marvelous. Folks, this is a new year. I'm sure you have a list of things you want to accomplish in this year. If you are a leader, communication needs to be at the top of it. Mansi, if someone wanted to get a hold of you and have you as their coach or have your services or have you speak, how would they do that? Oh, great question. Uh, LinkedIn is a great platform, really, because that is the one social media platform which I which I personally handle and I personally use. Uh, messages on my Facebook, unfortunately, I do look at them, but there's no way for me to reply to all of them. So I've sort of given up and I've outsourced that a bit. Uh, but LinkedIn would be the best platform to get in touch with me, or else there's also emails and a lot of people... Uh, just just send me a hey I want to get some kind of coaching or whatever it is and I always respond to emails and maybe I can send you my email address and we can link this in the conversation somewhere but LinkedIn honestly is the best it's just the most convenient honestly outstanding and folks we'll have that information as part of the video and the show notes so that you are able to communicate with Mansi if you need her services Mansi thank you so much for being my first guest of 2022 opening up season three, and more importantly, teaching us how to transform ourselves as leaders and as people through the power of words. I really appreciate it. Folks, 
make sure that you subscribe to the channel so that you can get more guests because the list is solid. I started with a bang. I'm going to end with a bang. But, hey, everybody that comes on the show is going to give you insights like no other. Mancy, once again, Happy New Year to you and your family. May blessings be in your household and all around you and your career continue to succeed. Folks, this is the first one. Stand by for the others. And as we like to end this show, success to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.